Hello, this is Ben Eshmade and welcome to this King's Place podcast. In November, the EFG London Jazz Festival returns to King's Place to celebrate their 25th birthday, bringing the best and freshest music to a massive and ever-growing audience in the capital. On this podcast, we speak to two world-class musicians who are coming to King's Place as part of this big celebration. First, we speak to Bill Lawrence, who performs a rare solo show in Hall 1 on Thursday the 16th of November. Lawrence is probably best known as a founding member of Snarky Puppy, the Grammy-winning collective based out of Brooklyn. This show sees him exploring his first love, the piano, enhanced with a subtle addition of electronics. Then we join bassist Henri Texier on the phone to talk about his performance with his ensemble, The Hope Quartet, on Friday the 17th of November in Hall 1. A warm mix of filmic drama, fanfare, circus and swing. So first to Bill Lawrence. To start, a philosophical question, how does music come into your head? Do you start at a keyboard? I guess I, I try and kind of keep it varied, really. You know, I mean, certainly the majority of stuff I'll write at the piano, but sometimes I'll things will come to me as I'm walking along and I'll use the kind of rhythm of the of my walking as the kind of backbeat. Or I find, you know, I, I mean, something I've said before is I, I write a lot on tour. You know, I find mm. when your environment's changing all the time and... Uh, the smells and the language and the currency and the food and everything's changing. It's actually a really inspiring environment to be in. And again, sort of listening to especially your last album, the, the arrangements are incredible. I wondered how much, if anything, you hear of those arrangements and whether you have to work on them to a certain extent. Uh, yeah, with those arrangements, I mean, I guess they've kind of grown over time, both um, in the sort of writing process in the studio and also in performing them live. I mm. find, you know, feeling how an audience responds will often, you know, affect and change uh, a particular arrangement. So I think the more you perform a piece of music, the more time it has to evolve and, and then you can kind of reappropriate it on another gig, you know. the composition process a little bit more but I mean how much improvisation feeds into your work it's a good question I, I would say a, a huge amount um, is kind of reliant on improvisation you know I mean pretty much any element of my compositions will start off as an improvisation you know it'll either be a a melody or a drum beat or I mean maybe something will kind of come to me but I will improvise around it and always I'm always using um, improv to kind of develop the ideas and to explore them further so yeah for sure and and then when it comes to doing them live then you know you have even more sort of freedom in interpreting it so uh, and that's also the challenge every every show is to try and find a new interpretation of the song you know so uh, improvisation is kind of key to that really mm. This is kind of a big question that I'm sure you probably get asked in every interview, but I'm still keen to ask about your ideas to do with jazz because I really think you're on this this kind of new wave. I feel like this is post-jazz with people like, obviously, Snarky Puffy and, uh, yeah. you know, Portico Quartet and Go-Go Penguin yes. and um, Kamasi Washington and stuff yeah. like that, where for whatever reason, people aren't scared of that word and what it could mean. 
Yeah, it's exciting, man. I, I feel like we're we're entering a whole new sort of world of opportunity. And and I mean, certainly with Snarky, I, I was sort of lucky enough to experience firsthand the universal uh, enthusiasm that there is for live improvised instrumental music. You know, with no singers and people wanting to come to the shows to see people improvising. I'm always trying to kind of reference as many genres as possible. I I, I don't really necessarily see myself as a jazz pianist. I. I kind of like to think of it as, as just a pianist, you know. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, trying to kind of marry the genres. Because I, I often, you know, I, one thing that inspires me is when I hear people who just say they don't like jazz, you know. And I find that, I think it's just there's certain elements of jazz that have become so kind of uh, niche and exclusive. I guess I'm trying to kind of reference the parts of jazz that are, you know, maybe more accessible. Speaking to other pianists, it's obviously each piano has a has a character, and luckily here at King's Place you can have a you can have a lovely Steinway. That must be, you know, that's a new piece of technology. True, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, playing in this context is is as I say going to be going to be a whole new challenge. Um, and it does it feels like quite a classical room, really. Like it's quite it's a sit down formal situation, you know. But I, I'm I'm trying. I would like to bring some of the kind of less formal uh, you know tradition uh, into that room and and kind of uh, explore as I say kind of incorporate more of the technology as well but yeah I mean you know it's the end of the rainbow for me to be I know that Steinway and it's uh, it's sort of famously good that piano so I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to get my hands on it Are you heading towards a new album? Is this all kind of paving into that? Yes that's right so this is all this is all kind of building into a, a solo piano record that will feature other keyboards so it's not really a solo piano record but um that's sort of next in the pipeline i've just finished uh, scoring my first feature film um which i was kind of doing over the summer um which was an amazing experience beautiful cuban film it was a real privilege to work on and then yeah kind of later next year i'm, I'm sort of plotting uh, a vocal album with with uk uh, singers further down the line but um yeah, it's all it's all about the well, piano and keyboards at the moment. It was interesting actually because I was going to ask about the idea of when you're composing mainly instrumental music, are there words there? Are there the meanings or is there thematic stuff which people may or may not sort of gather from listening? I actually find, you know, particularly with the more sort of sentimental numbers, you know, if like there's a track that I wrote for my my grandma who I never met, my my dad's mum, and she died when my dad was 18 and you know by all accounts she was a really amazing woman and uh, you know kind of I was always asking the rest of my family about her and and you know she, everyone would just say she was just a really special special person who'd kind of glued everybody together and and uh, you know it felt like such a loss even though I'd never met her you know and so when I play that piece I I often think of her you know when I'm improvising I'm I'm thinking about her and I'm I'm thinking I guess I'm thinking about you know my dad's grief as well, I guess, and you know, and and I find that if I, if I'm really sincere about that, then it 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 does actually bring out a whole another kind of level of um, uh, expression or emotion that that is sincere and, and 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 you know and is real, and I guess people 
you know, can relate to that. Do you come off stage exhausted? <laughs> For sure. I mean, I have to say, just like rehearsing at the moment, like, you know, because I, I feel like so much of what I'm doing is improvised and in the moment. And and so, like, you know, if I'm rehearsing that, I get there in the morning and I'll be playing and then it'll be like, like you know, I'll get to lunchtime and I'm completely exhausted, you know, I'm just been sort of going like giving everything I've got to the to the instrument so yeah but but no I mean I, I'm I, I can't wait to to get it out get it out to the crowds next we join Henri Texier on the phone Starting with the Hope Quartet, could you tell me about how you met and decided to work with Francois, Sebastian and Louis? You know, about uh, Sebastian, I am playing with him uh, almost since uh, 25 years, you know. And uh, Francois, a very long time, but in in different periods, you know, uh, more than 10 years. But I never played before with uh, with, uh, Louis Moutin. Before uh, Sebastian um, invite us, in fact, he thought maybe it should be nice um, to do a quartet like this. So we we had a very quick uh, look at the music, uh, some Sebastian's music and some of mine. And the day before, you know, like you know, very j- jazz musician situation. And then we we did the concert in the club, and it was recorded. Two three months uh, later. Sebastian gave me the the, the CDs uh, and uh, I was listening to and I said, oh, oh, not bad, not bad. You know, I called Label Bleu, my label, you know, a recording label. I proposed the live recording uh, as uh, as my new album. And then uh, they say, okay, and uh, that was it. What's it like when you work with a new formation? Does it give you new energy, new ideas? Oh, oh yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, jazz music is a music we have to share. The way they, the, your companions play makes you playing different things. These four musicians, we have a lot of experience, you know, and we are, you are always influenced by the musician with who you play, even the bad ones, you know. <laughs> But this this quartet, when when we played for the first time, we were just looking to have a, to have some um, pleasure to play together, you know, to some some joy, you know. <laughs> we never know the way the improvisations are going to to make us feeling, you know. So it's always a kind of a, um, um, you you always discover something, you know. Even you play the same pieces. And I like that. It sounds it's it's about trust. You trust these other musicians. You give them an idea and know that they will respond to it in a way that will inspire you, I suppose. Yeah. For example, when we rehearse a piece for the for the first time. I write the, the music on the music paper, you know, because it's more convenient, you know, it's more fast. We discover it together. I have a kind of an idea of what I want to 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 hear, you know. 
great leaders, you know, every great leader, even they were not so nice like uh, Miles Davis or Stan Getz or people like that, but they all, they never used the musicians with who they, are, they, they, they were playing. They were not using them. They were put them in a good situation, you know, to express themselves as, be- as best as possible. You've worked with some landmark names in the world of jazz since the 60s, uh, including Bud Powell, Donald Byrd, Phil Woods, Dexter Gordon and Chet Baker. Lee Konitz <laughs> and many others. <laughs> Big question. But I mean, what did you learn from them as players and perhaps personalities? Oh, well, I was first I was very young. You know, I was uh, I started to to play with with these masters. I was uh, 1920. So I was a very, very young guy, and I was very, very uh, passionate. So when I had the opportunity to play with, with those uh, great uh, men, I had a, a, a tremendous energy. I didn't know nothing in music, playing instinctively. Uh, somehow they felt uh, about me. I was really loving them music and, and themselves. They gave me everything. <laughs> Maybe jazz music is all also like this, like uh, like folk music, you know, uh, go, going from one to another one through the the uh, generations. You know what I mean? What have you got planned for the concert in London? Music from recent albums, new compositions, a mix of, you know. Recent album, but the recent album I did with um, with a, a bigger group. It was a sextet, but we we played the same composition about Amerindians, you know, dedicated to Amerindians. It's always a great pleasure to go to go in in, in England. Oh, oh yes, and especially in London, and especially to that festival. It's a, no no yes, I I love to I love to go to, to play. Yeah yeah, absolutely. I'm very sincere. I'm very sincere. My my friend and my friend musicians and me, we are very happy to go to, to go to play to London. Very happy. Thanks to Henri and Bill for speaking to us. Bill Lawrence performs on Thursday the 16th of November and Henri Texier performs on Friday the 17th of November. Both events take place in King's Places Hall 1 as part of the EFG London Jazz Festival. For more details on the festival, please visit kingsplace.co.uk forward slash LJF. You've been listening to a King's Place podcast. You can find and follow us on Twitter at King's Place, Instagram at King's Place London and Facebook forward slash King's Place. Thanks for listening.